Welcome to Bible Greek VPods Intermediate Greek Program. This is lesson 18. In this lesson you will learn the imperative mood and then we will look at 1 John chapter 4 verses 7 through 11. First let's look at the imperative mood. The imperative is the mood of volition as it expresses a command or an entreaty. The word imperative comes to the English from the Latin imperiare, meaning to impose, to command. The imperative in Greek is found in both the second and the third person. And as would be expected, the present imperative expresses action in progress, that is, continuous action. The aorist imperative expresses action whose time aspect is not defined. First, let's take a look at the imperative of command. The first usage of the imperative is the imperative of command. The imperative of command is the most common usage of the imperative. Some examples include Matthew chapter 3 verse 2 and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The imperative is repent. It's a command. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Another example is in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Go, therefore, disciple. That's the imperative. Disciple. Some translations have that make disciples. But that is the imperative. Disciple all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The next usage is the imperative of prohibition. The imperative of prohibition is formed by use of the negative may preceding the imperative. The result is a process as Dr. Young writes, thus, don't get into the habit of doing it, or don't make it a part of your lifestyle. That's the imperative of prohibition. It is often found in the epistles where Paul calls for a new life in Christ. An example is found in Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. There are actually two imperatives here. The first imperative, su seke math azo sefe, is a prohibition. And the second imperative, metamorphusefe, is a positive command. Both are present imperatives that focus on the details one encounters as the injunctions are undertaken. Another example is found in 1 John chapter 4 verse 1. Behold, do not believe, there's the imperative, do not believe every spirit but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone into the world. The next use of the imperative is the imperative of entreaty. When the speaker wants to convey a force of urgency or a request, 
the imperative of entreaty is used. An example of a request is found in the prayer of Luke chapter 11, verse 1. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me drink. There's the imperative. Give me drink. Another example is found in Luke chapter 11, verse 1. Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. There is the imperative. Teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples. The next usage is the imperative of permission. The imperative of permission is used when the speaker wants to grant permission to do a thing. An example is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 36. If she is past the flower of youth, and thus it must be, let him do, there is the imperative of permission, let him do, you have to add the word let, what he wishes, he does not sin, let them marry. Another example is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 15. But if the unbeliever departs, here's the imperative of permission, let him depart. A brother or a sister is not under bondage in such, but God is called us to peace. The next usage is called the imperative of condition. The imperative may be used as a condition of the form, if X, then Y will happen. If X, then Y will happen. The imperative is found in the X, the protasis, and is usually of the form imperative plus the chi, the, uh, the conjunction chi, then the future indicative. Here's an example. John chapter 2, verse 19. Jesus answered and said to them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. This has the sense. If you destroy this temple, then in three days I will raise it up. That's the imperative of condition. Another example is found in James chapter 4, verse 7. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil, there's the imperative, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. This has the sense, if you resist the devil, then he will flee from you. It's called an imperative of condition. Now let's move on to the text for the day. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 11. The previous section spoke about how one knows a child of God is actually a child of God. A child of God hears God. It's in verse 6. And it has the idea of obeying that which is heard. By this, one is identified because hearing involves believing and true belief results in faith and true faith results in a true walk. It is at 
the heart of hearing God that theologians speak about the effectuous or irresistible grace relating to the effective call, the sovereign call of God. John weaves doctrine together with practical application. Knowledge of God is related to love. Eternal life is knowing God. That's John chapter 17, verse 3. And the knowledge of the love of God is both revealed and demonstrated to us by what Christ did on the cross. This truth is brought to light in us, and we likewise ought to also love one another. John uses a common Jewish literary technique called an inclusio, where the author starts and finishes with the same thought, and in this case, with an exhortation to love one another. So in verse 7, says essentially the same thing as verse 11. Those in the church that are not of God do not hear him. The doctrine of the wheat and tares says that there are some people in our churches that are not called of God and do not know him. John further develops the, the doctrine in this section by stating that God has made known the gospel to us when we did not love him. Let's take a look at verse 7. The first phrase, Beloved, let us love one another. The apostle returns to the subject of love by addressing them in the vocative as agapatas. Beloved ones. He does that together with the subjunctive of agapeo, the present active subjunctive, we might love. This serves as a horatory. So the better translation is, let us love one another. A horatory subjunctive is used when the speaker seeks to exhort others to action. Since there is no first-person imperative, the first-person plural is used with the subjunctive, and the result is like an imperative and is usually translated let us. The object of this love is a reciprocal pronoun, one another, meaning we should exhibit a selfless love reciprocally. This love is a verb, the action of which is continuous and is the love that God gives and the Holy Spirit enables us to extend to others. This is the supernatural love that God reveals to us. Take a look at the next phrase. Since the love is from God. Notice the definite article, the love. That will come out here. The reason for our mutual love for one another is given by this hati clause, translated because or since. Mutual love is a love principle given by God. Notice that definite article. It's used with agape. The love, signifying a definite love, namely the love principle. For John, the love principle is that God came in the flesh to die for the sins of the world. Paul says the same thing in Romans. Listen to what Paul says in Romans chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. The source of this love principle comes directly from God as the to-be verb, the ami, is used with the preposition ek, out of, or from, signifying a state of being. That is, God continues to be one who is loving, and the love we are to express has its source, its pattern, um, its example, and its message from God. This is love in word and deed. This giving love is a selfless love that is pure, manifested and patterned to us by God sending His only begotten Son into this corrupted, sin-filled world to die for the world that hates Him. Notice the direction of this love is not toward the world, not toward the false teachers, but toward fellow believers in the church. It is hard sometimes to love those that are in the church. Living the Christian life in the church is hard at times because Satan is actively at work in the church. When problems arise in the church and people get hurt, wronged, divisions begin, it is time to to be reminded of the sacrificial work of Jesus on the cross. It is time to do some self-examination and focus on Christ and His work that we ought to be doing. That is the purpose of the love fest, the first century Christian's term for communion. The new covenant's observance meant for reflection upon what Christ did for us on the cross and to reflect upon our new life and how we are living. What sins do we have that need to be dealt with? The remedy for our sins is simple. Repent, confess to God, and those affected by our sin, and God will forgive us our sins, which should result in restored fellowship. It seems so easy, does it not? But how difficult that is in reality. So many churches are in trouble today because the flesh battles with the Spirit of God. Move down to the next phrase. And everyone who is loving has been born from God and knows God. The present participle of agapeo, a present active participle, nominative masculine singular, and it has the definite article, together with the adjective pas, all or every, moves the translation from the one thing that is loving to everything or everyone that is loving. Every single one of them. Notice the use of the perfect passive ginano. Perfect passive indicative third person singular to beget or be born. Meaning that this person has been born in the past. The action is total and complete. Sometime in the past, the effect continues up to the point of writing and, notice this, an external agent performed the begetting. The Eastern concept of being born or begotten is not restricted to a physical birth, 
but includes the concept of possessing all the attributes of the progenitor. So the same as the father is, so is the son. This concept is related to the actions of people. When Jesus was speaking to the Jewish leadership as they were trying to kill him, he related their actions to their father, the devil. As he says, you do the deeds of your father. Then they said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Then John gives the story of Jesus restoring the sight of the blind man who was born blind, relating being born physically blind with spiritual blindness and the need to have their eyes opened. That's in John chapter 9. And further, the apostle continues as he says, Kai genoskoi ton theon, and he knows God. Everyone that has been born again by God continues to know God as John uses the present. He continues to know. This is the Hebrew concept of knowing as an intimate knowledge, like Adam knew Eve in a very intimate way, a special caring and a genuine concern for what God wants. The knowledge of God enables us to know the love of God. That's expressed in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. It enables us to fight off sin and evil and is essential for eternal life. Knowledge of God is very important. Move down to verse 8. Love is related to the knowledge of God. The one who is not loving does not know God because God is love. The participle highlights the person that does not love, as the present participle with the definite article means the one that continues not loving. The subject is a person that is known to not exhibit love, and as such, this person has never known God. The aorist of Ginosko, to know means this person has not known God at a point in time, or more likely has not known God at any point in time. The ingressive aorist, meaning no entrance into knowledge. Dr. Smith says, conversely, a stranger to love is a stranger to God. The reason for this conclusion is because the hati is used, because or since. Hotheos agape estin, God is love. Notice both hotheos and agape are in the nominative case. For John, loving one another is the condition of knowing God. The expression God is love describes an attribute of God, his nature or essence has the quality of love. Likewise, loving ought to be a characteristic of the child of God. The next section, verses 9 through 10, express how love was manifested, how it was revealed. Look at verse 9, the first phrase. 
By this, the love of God was manifested in us. If a person professes to be a child of God, then he or she will also possess certain characteristics of the Father. In this case, that thing possessed is love. What is exhibited is expressed by the preposition in or by. Together with the demonstrative pronoun hutas, this, which is normally translated by this was manifested. The verb is the aorist passive of phanero, to make manifest or to appear from the primary verb phano, meaning to bring forth into the light or to shine. The aorist passive says it was a one-time event in the past and the passive says the action was performed by an external agent. This truth comes to mankind only by a sovereign act of God as he transforms us, opening the eyes of the lost. The subject is the love, agape, with a definite article. It is the love of God and serves to highlight the thing that was brought into light within us. The preposition in which is in or by, together with the locative personal pronoun, ego, communicates in us. That is, the love of God was manifested in us. It should be noted, though, that many grammarians suggest this should be translated, the love of God was manifested for our case. You see the difference? For our case. But the context demands that it should be translated in us. Since the main idea is knowledge, supernatural revelation, that is brought to light within us by God. Move down to the next phrase. Because the Son of Him, the one of a kind, God has sent into the world. The Apostle provides two reasons for the love principle of Jesus Christ coming in the flesh to die on our behalf. The first has to do with eternal life. And then, in verse 10, love is applied to his death as a means of satisfying the requirements of sin. The Hati Clause, because, provides the reason that Tan Uan Atu the Son of Him, namely, God the Son, was sent. Notice John clarifies just who this person is. He is not just the Son of God, an expression that is sufficient enough to express Jesus' special characteristic and relationship to God the Father, but he is further identified by the word monogenes. It's an adjective Accusative masculine singular with the definite article. It means single of its kind, only. It is from the compound monos, alone or only, and ginomai, to become. This word is used in the New Testament to mean an only child, but it is also used to mean unique in kind of something that is the only example of its category. Notice what Vine says. 
We can only rightly understand the term the only begotten when used of the Son, the capital S, S-O-N, Son, in the sense of unoriginated relationship. The beginning is not an event of time, however remote, but a fact irrespective of time. The Christ did not become, but necessarily and eternally is the Son. He, a person, possesses every attribute of pure Godhood. This necessitates eternity absolute being, in this respect, he is not after the Father. The emphasis of this phrase is placed upon the Son of God, which is the object of the phrase. Placing everything in order, this says, because God has sent his only begotten Son into the world. Did you notice that? Because God sent his only begotten Son into the world. The perfect tense of the verb prostello, perfect active indicative, third person singular, to order one to go to a place or to send, means continuance of the commission to the past fact. Move down to the next phrase. In order that we might live through him. The final phrase of this verse is a henna purpose clause used with the aorist subjunctive of zoe aorist active subjunctive first person plural to live or breathe the preposition dia through or by is translated through indicating the savior's mediation we actively live through him that is to say, his death gives us life, and he continues to sustain us day by day, moment by moment. Look at verse 10, the first phrase. By this is love. The apostle now defines what love is. The prepositional phrase in tuto, by this, identifies the method by which, that's the instrumental case, meaning by means or instrument, so it identifies the method by which one knows love. The subject of this phrase is agape, and it has the definite article, the love. The definite article makes this a specific love. You might say this is the love of God, or this is the love principle of God. The supreme definition of agape love is that it is a giving love. God gave his only begotten Son. The next phrase says, not that we loved God, but that he, he loved us, and he sent his Son, a propitiation concerning our sins. The greatest part of the love principle is that God has demonstrated his agape love for us, defining love as a giving love. He gave his life so that we might have life. The apostle declares that it was not started on our behalf, that is, ux hate henis agapesin ton theon, 
not that we loved God, but that he loved us. The aorist is constantive here and is used for both our love and his love, thus stressing this is a matter-of-fact statement. It's just a simple matter-of-fact statement. The statement of fact continues with one of the greatest statements of love ever given. That is, the Son was sent, apostello, aorist active indicative, to order one to go to a pointed place or in order to be a propitiation for us. The word halasmas, an appeasing or propitiating, is used by the pagan Greeks to mean the appeasing of the gods as they tried to appease the gods with sacrificial food and the like. However, with Christ, this is a satisfaction that is Christ's sacrificial death satisfied the righteous demands of a holy God. God's holiness is vindicated and satisfied by the death of Christ. Notice this propitiation is in our behalf or on our behalf. He was our substitute. This is communicated by the use of the preposition peri, about, concerning. And when used with a genitive, means about or concerning or on account of. It has the idea of representation and can be translated on our behalf or for our behalf or more theologically in our place. That is, his death and shed blood is seen as a substitute in our place for our hamartia, our sins. Actually, the definite article is placed for that. And the definite article used with sins is not translated in the English since it would be out of place. But the idea is here in the Greek. Namely, that it was because of the sins of the world that he died. Move down to verse 11. John finishes this section off with an exhortation to love. Here's what he says in the first phrase. Beloved ones. If in this manner God loved us, we, we ought also to love one another. The first phrase says the statement of fact moves to exhortation by use of the vocative of address for agapatos. Beloved ones, if in this manner God loved us, the conditional I, if, marks the first class conditional clause. And together with the aorist of agapeo, he loved, means this is a condition of reality. So the usual translation, if God so loved us, but means since God so loved us. The first class assumes the truth of the fact that God loves us. The adverb, huto, in this manner, thus or so, indicates the manner of love, that is, in the manner of his death, he gave it all for us, or in our behalf. The next phrase, we, we ought also to love one another. 
So it is, likewise, that we also ought to love one another. The emphatic usage, amis, a fellow men, the personal pronoun, ego, us, together with the first person verb, ofelo, we owe or we ought, moves to the front of the phrase in the English, stressing our personal responsibility in doing what is right. The goodwill do one another. The, the, the word is a reciprocal pronoun, one another. The infinitive of agapeo, to love, is the verbal noun. The present is continuous action, so Dr. Robinson says, keep on loving. What an exhortation that is. Keep on. We ought also to love one another. Because Christ died on the cross, we also ought to love one another. That's how much love he showed for us. I hope you have enjoyed this lesson. Now go translate the next session and come back for the next lesson. Mm -hmm.